This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Another fantastic show for you. We begin with Jamie Roth of LNJ Foxwood Stables, a family business, a major thoroughbred racing entity that boasts an unique parents-daughter team at the helm. It all began back in 2012, and now 11 years later, LNJ Foxwoods is a racing outfit that continues to be a major influence at Woodbine. Looking forward to speaking with Jamie to find out how she, along with her mom Nancy and dad Larry, have made this family business so successful. One of the best and best-known voices in harness racing, Frank Salive, is back with us today on Ponies 24-7. Frank, just days ago, was inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame. Congratulations, and what a career. We will trot down memory lane with Frank in a few moments and also find out where the Velvet Fog, as people love to call him, was heard last week behind the harness racing mic once again, much to the delight of his legions of fans. And great friend of the show, Mark McKelvey, takes a few moments from his incredibly busy schedule as Woodbine Entertainment's Senior Manager of Communications. The countdown is on to the King's Plate, August the 20th. Mark will bring us up to speed on everything that's happening at Woodbine right now as it prepares for Canada's oldest and most prestigious championship thoroughbred race next Sunday. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. So get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24 24- Seven, the radio magazine brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario sirebred thoroughbred yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bred Racing Program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 30th at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog, and why it pays to breed, buy, and race in Ontario. 
Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson, and our In Case You Missed It, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, it's always good to see your smiling face. Good to see yours too, Anne. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm all smiles about the King's Plate coming up next Sunday. Big news on the betting profiles for Woodbine on King's Plate Day. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, well, the race itself is going to be very exciting. First time is the King's Plate, but the betting profiles are being announced uh, by Woodbine. Uh, if you like playing exotic wagers, you better be at uh, Woodbine next, uh, next Sunday for uh, King's Plate Day. Here's what they got going. They've got a $100,000 guaranteed early pick five, a $250,000 guaranteed middle pick five, a power pick six mandatory payout. So that's a mandatory payout on the, on the uh, pick six. $250,000 uh, guaranteed late pick five and $250,000 late pick four. So that's a lot of picks, That right? is a lot of picks. <laughs> and what, what's the purpose? Why did Woodbine do this? Well, most racetracks will do this on, on a big day to try to entice the, um, the bigger bettors who like playing these, uh, these big pools and, uh, you know, these, these basically exotic wagers. Like you've got to, you got to pick, uh, pick five, you've got to pick five winners. Uh, pick four, you've got to pick four winners. So a lot of people, that's what they make their betting living on is, is playing these. And, uh, you know, the tracks are aware of that, so they basically guarantee the uh, basically the the pools so that uh, you know people can make some big dollars you could say well that's what everybody's out to do that's right and enjoy a day at the races that's right that's right <laughs> uh, you know still with thoroughbred racing Javier Castellano who was a great guest on our show not long ago a friend of the show he is a definitely a friend of the show he had to make some interesting choices earlier this week on who to ride in the Traverse Stakes at the end of the month. That's right. The Travers is considered the middle summer Kentucky Derby, and it's at Saratoga, and it's the weekend of uh, August 26th, I believe. And uh, if you recall, um, Javier was riding Mage and rode Mage to the Kentucky Derby win, and then he rode Arcangelo, who won the Belmont. Well, both those horses now, both their trainers, are, are pointing towards the Traverse. So, obviously, Javier had to make a choice. He can't ride both of them. And so he's decided to ride Arcangelo, and Mage is going to be ridden by jockey Luis Saez. Back at Kentucky Derby time, Luis Saez was the rider of Mage, and he had to make a decision for the Kentucky Derby. 
and he got off of Mage, and <laughs> Javier got back on, wow. right? So it, it's kind of interesting. We're, we've got uh, moving jockeys here, you can say. Yeah, and fate playing a hand early on, and now these decisions are up to Javier. So let's hope he makes the right decision. Exactly. <laughs> and that is, in case you missed it, sponsored by RS Belk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so pleased to be joined by LNJ Foxwood's Jamie Roth, whose business is a real family affair. She's here to explain. Hi, Jamie. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for doing this, Jamie. Talk first about L&J Foxwoods and where did it all begin for you? L&J Foxwoods uh, stands for Larry, Nancy, Jamie, my father, my mom, and obviously myself. Foxwoods is actually the name of the street we grew up on. How did it all get started? And and who was the sort of first of the three of you to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. L&J Foxwoods Stables. We're, we're going to make this a business. In 2009, I started watching jockeys on Animal Planet. Rachel Alexandra was running and dominating races. So a large part of the jockeys' segments were about Rachel. And she really spoke to me as a filly with the competitive spirit. When I was younger... I always participated on the boys' teams. I was a very good athlete, and the competition on the girls' teams was just not enough for me. That was my connection to her. We all know what she did on the racetrack, the Kentucky Oaks, winning, I think, by 20 and a quarter lengths. She was the impetus for my uh, foray into racing, and... I got my master's in sports business. I had no idea what I wanted to do in that business. Just so happened my best friend lives in Del Mar, and my father knew someone from his business that he had just sold. And he lived in Del Mar and owned some horses with the help of Alex Solis, who was his bloodstock agent. And he agreed to take me around the racetrack one day. And I happened to have been visiting Del Mar during the racing season. I was set up to meet Alex Solis. I figured I was meeting his father, who I just learned a lot about on jockeys. So I was a little starstruck, and I really didn't want to go meet him that day. And my best friend said, no, we're going. We're meeting him. So I get to the track, and I'm looking for Alex Solis. And sure enough, it was his son, Alex Solis Mm. Jr. He knew I wanted to get into racing. His first question was, please tell me you don't want to win the Derby. (laughs) And I said, actually, I want to win the Derby, but with a filly. The rest is history. We put together a business plan. He presented it to my parents. My parents got on board. I'm lucky. My parents always said they would support an idea that I brought in that they felt was 
reasonable. Not sure that this is reasonable, <laughs> but they supported it, and that's how LNJ uh, started. So you actually started in the U.S., but now you have a pretty robust Canadian division, correct? So talk about that. How did that all come about? I think our first horse in Canada was United in 2018. He was a later developing type, a really, really big horse, like big. And we felt the synthetic track would be a good track for him to race over. He broke his maiden and then we transferred him to Santa Anita for some other reasons. That was a great experience. We're big believers in the synthetic track. Uh, it's forgiving. It's kind to horses. And so we went back to Canada, and we met Josie, who has just been an amazing trainer for us. We've enjoyed racing there, and so we made it a plan to bring some more horses to Canada, you know, breed Canadian breads, and it's been great. I love racing there. It's Everyone's so friendly. The synthetic course is great. We need more of that in the United States, the turf course. So it's just been great. And tell us about the horses in your stable right now. Who is it that you are thinking has a real future? The first that comes to mind would be Loyalty. She's won six of eight races. The two she lost last year, one was on the turf, which wasn't the surface that worked for her, and one was against older fillies, and she ran really well as a three-year-old. She's a half to a Breeders' Cup winner, Sprint, the Breeders' Cup Sprint, where actually my horse, Anonymity, ran third, just lost to her, but uh, that's a side note. I, she's training great. She just won. I'm really excited about her, and we're aiming for the Presque Isle Masters. Um, and, of course, Treason. He's he's a, an exciting horse, a fun horse. Um, he loves a layoff. <laughs> Both his most impressive races in Canada have been off. One was off a year layoff, and the other, not quite sure, but a long layoff. And he's we're actually going to try him on turf for the first time since he raced back in the U.S. with Bill Mott in the King Edward. So we're excited to see what he can do on the turf. And, of course, you know, Boardroom was our first really successful horse in Canada, and she was such a pleasure, just a great, great horse to campaign and She's a broodmare now. She's in full to Olympiad, who we raced and is standing at Gainesway, and we're very, very excited about uh, what she can produce. Now, on that note, LNJ Foxwood is a major supporter of some horse racing charities, correct? So talk about this side of the business. Aftercare is so important to us. When I first got into business, the first thing I said to Alex the least was our horses will always come first. It was actually, it was a double-edged sword getting into the business because I love animals. And as we know right now, the perception of horses is, it can be very misleading. If you don't own horses and understand the care they get, it can, it can be questionable. So that was always first and foremost. Um, we believe in the charities that support aftercare. Um, I 
I'm a big supporter of the Thoroughbred Charities of America. Um, you know, they have a great grants program. Um, they give away a lot of money to organizations um, that can help take care of horses off the track and also help people, uh, people with autism who learn and gain so much confidence from horses. So it's not just the horses. Um, it's supporting the jockeys. I think right now the focus on mental health with the jockeys is so important, and it's great. It's really great to see that that's becoming a priority. But overall, we um, we follow all our horses. We're big supporters of new vocations. Um, our other bloodstock agents, Jason's, uh, Jason Lynn and Madison Scott, have great connections with people all over the industry. So all our horses go to great homes. We actually got an amazing letter from uh, an owner of a horse named Annex, really good horse that we used to raise, and we gelded him, and he spent a lot of time learning better manners, and <laughs> now he's a great riding horse for our family. And literally yesterday, we got a letter, we got pictures, and just made me smile to know he's making another family happy. I'd say the coolest thing I've been a part of was United. He just participated in the Real Rider Cup. To have a horse that came in second in the Breeders' Cup turf by a nose to the eventual horse of the year at 1,300-plus pounds, jumping now, jumping and Mm. participating in real competition is beyond rewarding. I flew to Kentucky about a month ago to see him and actually Madison Scott, who who works for us, who we're very close with, she was riding him in our silks and his saddlecloth was from the Breeders' Cup. It was an unbelievable experience. So yeah, we, we love our horses. We follow our horses. We support charities. And one thing I love that we do is every horse that's ever sold through auction a broodmare, a yearling, a weanling, there's always a note card, sort of like a business card attached to all the papers saying, you can't take care of this horse, something happens, contact us, we are taking the horse back. So, yeah, it's horses first always. And, uh, yeah, and one last thing that we did that I'm so proud of is, a horse, it's called the Horses First Fund, and it was created within the Thoroughbred Charities of America. There was a case of abandoned horses in Mercer County. My parents and I put together some money to create this fund called the Horses First Fund, and other people donated, and it raised a lot of money, more money than the organization needed to get these horses back to a safe environment. And from there, we had big farms like Coolmore. They donated stallion. Uh, The money went to this fund, which is now basically the Red Cross for Mm -hmm. horses in need. We've helped with the fires in California, um, flooding in Australia. It's really become the go-to, which is, I think, amazing that we have something that can immediately 
help. We don't need to try and raise the money. The money's in the fund. It's ready to go uh, in case of emergency. So we're really proud of that. As well you should be. Jamie Roth, a horse person with a big heart. Ellen J. Foxwood Stables, thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for asking me. Um, I'm honored to talk to you guys about what we do. When we come back, Hall of Fame racetrack announcer Frank Salib joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, one of the best and the best-known voices in harness racing. Frank Salive is back with us today on Ponies 24-7. Frank, just days ago, was inducted into the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame. Congratulations. He joins us now on the show. You must be thrilled. Thrilled is uh, understating the case. Still in shock. Mm -hmm. Still trying to get my mind around it, but it is absolutely uh, the pinnacle of a lifetime's work, really. Well, that's great, Frank, and uh, congratulations from me as well. But let's get into this. Uh, talk about your career, and you had a potential hockey career, right? And and all of a sudden, you you became a harness racing announcer. Why? Yeah, it is an unusual change or extension of careers. But really, I did. I'd aspired uh, growing up near Windsor, Detroit, to a career in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, as early as age uh, six, I have recollections of calling Detroit Red Wing games out oh. of the old Olympia mm-hmm. when the players were Gordie Howe and Terry Sawchuk and many of my heroes of that era. So uh, I knew at some point in life I would have 
being a play-by-play guy of some sort. So I didn't know it would be the horse races or specifically the harness races. But it was a fascinating time to be me because the 1990s witnessed the explosion of off-track betting. And then just over 23 years ago, uh, racing, the Ontario Jockey Club at the time, now known as Woodbine Entertainment Group, uh, was kind of a horse racing organization that was forced to morph from being a horse racing organization into a broadcast organization to embrace the new internet technologies and the explosion of television networks and uh, the off-track betting trends. So you were swept up in all of this and you made the most of it. How did you end up being what I think is the premier harness racing announcer in this country? I was in the right place at the right time. Mm. Uh, So just another of the iterations that I saw, I had the privilege to be in the right place at the right time to call the last race of any breed in history at the old Greenwood Raceway in Toronto. That was December 31st of 1993. And then harness racing began the very next day, New Year's Day of 94, at Woodbine Racetrack in Toronto. And then uh, about a dozen years later, it was consolidated. The harness racing was at Mohawk Racetrack at Milton Campbellville. So that just gives you an idea of the rapid fire uh, way that things have happened in racing. And I really, it's no credit to me. I was the play-by-play guy on duty in many of those years, but I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And you've called some great races, some great horses. What was the greatest? For various reasons, I'll point to two of them. The 2003 North America Cup, a young horseman by the name of Brian Pinsky had died just before that race. An unknown driver from the Illinois circuit, Dean McGee, came in to step in for Brian Pinsky. And uh, the horse involved Yankee Cruiser, won a very emotional 2003 North America Cup. And uh, the 1993 Breeders' Crown Mare's Trot, won by Lifetime Dream, was campaigned by small-town guys Joe Dunsmore and Butch Elliott, the trainer, from Stratford and Clinton, Ontario. And that was kind of a very, very emotional one for the everyday common man. So I would say those were the two most emotional ones. And people still are, you know, uh, examining the legacy of those races because they're all posted on YouTube. You know, Frank, you have called so many harness races, but you also have moved over to the thoroughbred side of things in your career. Was that a challenge to move from one to the other? They're very different. That's a great question that I haven't been asked before, Anne. (laughs) And uh, the fundamental difference is that in harness racing, the race bikes separate the horses. So you can see the driver colors and the saddle pad numbers easily. And um, in thoroughbred racing, they run tight together, side by side in very close quarters. So often in thoroughbred racing, you're going by a cap color or the color of a jockey's sleeves or something like that. You don't get as much of a look at the saddle pad numbers. But, of course, with the uh, explosion of off-track betting, the live TV internet uh, and internet betting and all of the armchair quarterbacks at home and this sort of thing, uh, there's a real premium on being accurate. And I will say I had six wonderful years at Fort Erie Racetrack, which ended in uh, 2021. And uh, probably the biggest thrill of that era of my career was calling the charismatic Mighty Heart home to victory in the 2020 Prince of Wales Stakes. 
did you have an interest in, you obviously had a harness racing interest before you got into uh, basically calling races. Uh, how did you get interested in, in harness racing? So in the 70s and 80s, I worked mainstream broadcasting. I had a bunch of freelance gigs for TSN with stock car racing, all kind of things, anything that moved. And I was working in Windsor and Detroit in those years. So one of the great things about uh, being a broadcaster in Windsor is that Detroit is considered the home team, and that's an American major market. So the Lions, Tigers, Pistons, and Red Wings are the home team when you work in Windsor. And um, uh, it was it was a great, great experience because we were on the dial with all of the major Detroit stations, the ABC, NBC, and CBS affiliates. So you got to bring your best game every day to be measuring up to them. And um, harness racing specifically, uh, I'd heard all the announcers in the early years at Windsor Raceway, and a few of them I patterned myself after. But I would say my main mentor was Stanley F. Bergstein mm -hmm. in the United States, and he was the voice of uh, many of the great and classic races. And they're all posted online now, thanks to the work of the United States Trotting Association. So I would point to the 1965 Little Brown Jug and the uh, Hambletonians back at DuCoin, Illinois, in the early 70s as races calls by Stan Bergstein that I aspire to equaling the excellence of throughout my career. Tell me, Frank, the difference between human athletes and equine athletes and when you're calling a race or when you're calling anything. Is there a big difference? Is it a challenge to or, or an, an, an inspiration to be calling races that are fueled by equine, by horsepower? So it's a big responsibility, Anne, in this day and age because off-track betting has exploded and every horse must get fair and equal treatment in the play-by-play -play of a race because there's a breeder, a former blacksmith, a former groom, a former feed supplier, somebody somewhere that cares about each and every horse in every race. So uh, the lofty journalistic goal, I guess, mm -hmm. is to give fair and equal treatment to all the competitors, and that's the goal. Uh, we don't always accomplish that 100% of the time because a race flow may take you out of the uh, you know full field rundown if something dramatic is happening up front or otherwise but that's the goal anyway is the fair and equal treatment of all the competitors nicely put yeah well obviously we've got you on for another reason that the other day you were put into the uh, canadian horse racing hall of fame what did it feel like frank when when you got that call that said you're in mm-hmm <laughs> I burst into tears, quite really? frankly, really? Wow. and uh, oh. it's still uh, it's still uh, very surreal, and it it actually caught me off guard because uh, I was nominated in a category with two other really distinguished gentlemen, and I think both of their days are coming. Their names are Vance Cameron and Paul DeLeon. Mm -hmm. Vance is the voice of racing in Prince Edward Island, and Paul DeLeon is a longtime excellent, extraordinary print journalist uh, based in Montreal. And both of the, those gentlemen have done extraordinary work promoting the uh, image and furtherance of Canadian horse racing coverage of both breeds, or I should say all three breeds, if you think of the quarter horses at Ajax. So uh, it was a very big surprise, a huge surprise. And, uh, you know, my own personal story is one of those, uh, well, I won't say rags to riches, but I will say 
My childhood was picking tomatoes for Heinz ketchup in Leamington, Ontario, in the early 1960s. So, too, have come out of the tomato fields. <laughs> and with the opportunities in Canadian broadcasting and Canadian horse racing, really, I was just kind of along for the ride. And uh, the love and respect and, and journalistic goal of giving everybody a fair and equal treatment got me to where I am today, I would like to think. Wow, you are such a gracious and humble man. It's really incredible in, in any facet of this world that's so nice to come across someone like you. Did you know, by the way, that you have been called the Velvet Fog? And <laughs> if you do know, why do they call you that? If you don't know, hey, you're called the Velvet <laughs> Fog. <laughs> Well, the goal was always to not be abrasive to people. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way I kind of measured it, it, this is a very bottom line human consideration. But when you're at the racetracks, we used to race them over 260 nights a year. And I would casually ask the dining room waitresses, you have to hear me over 260 nights a year, and I hope I'm not <laughs> annoying the hell out of you. So that was the really the human barometer that I went by. Yeah. The Actually, there was an original Velvet Fog, and that was a longtime singer named Mel Torme. Yes. And his, uh, his trademark was uh, the smooth and velvety voice. So somebody coined that somewhere, and it stuck. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm worthy, but I try to live up to that. We think you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess to coin a phrase, you're back. Uh, this past week, you, you started calling some races at, uh, at Woodbine Mohawk Park, uh, taking a friend of the show, Kenny Middleton's uh, spot while he recuperates. Uh, what's it feel like to be back there, Frank? It's awesome, but I wish it wasn't this circumstance yeah. with uh, Ken Middleton being injured in that training accident. And uh, two other prominent Ontario horse people, John McMillan, the fine announcer and horseman at Rideau Carlton in Ottawa, and a multiple uh, O'Brien Award-winning trainer, Bob McIntosh, from down in Windsor. They are both nursing bad injuries, too. So before the races on Thursday evening, I dedicated the program to those three gentlemen and their speedy recovery. I think that's great. So you're back in the saddle again. Can you tell us then and now how you, what goes through your mind when you're calling a race? Do you separate horse and and driver, horse and jockey, or do you look at the whole pack and, and sort of envision what could happen? How do you formulate your calls? All of those, uh, you know, and I be careful, or I'm going to have you step in as a guest announcer. <laughs> <laughs> and you study the race program beforehand. You can look at replays. I must offer an apology because Thursday evening on a few races, uh, I was a little rusty and I lost him in the second quarter on the backstretch. But fortunately. I had him right at the wire where the money's awarded. <laughs> so I muddled my way through it Thursday evening, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing even better in the coming week, uh, next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, August 17, 18, and 19. I'm going to get another stint at Mohawk, and I hope to be better and better to serve uh, the interests of the horse people and the broadcast team and the managements and, of course, the racing patrons. Those are the four divergent groups that you're really serving as the race announcer in the modern era. So um, I'll try to nail it even better <laughs> next week when I'm back at the microphone, and I'm really thankful for the privilege. Well, before we let you go, Frank, one last question for you. What does the future hold for Frank Salif? Well, pretty soon my own personal odometer is going to kick over to 70. Wow. 
And uh, I, I'll come back as long as they need a living, breathing body. <laughs> as far as the, the grind as a younger man of, of, you know, close to 300 programs a year, uh, I don't think I'm up to that anymore because I have a life away. I have an extended family in the Caribbean in Trinidad and Tobago. So I spend a lot of time in the South Caribbean along with an, a nice uh, senior life of travel and uh, other projects that I choose. So, but I will always come back because I'll, I'll, you know, you can take the Frank out of Canada, but you can never take the Canada out of Frank. <laughs> to be perfectly frank, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> frank Salive, the Velvet Fog, Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Famer, thank you so much for, just for being you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an extreme privilege, and I'd love to meet you in person someday and keep up the great work. That will happen. <laughs> you have my word. Thank you, Frank. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Mark McKelvey joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario Sirebred Thoroughbred Yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bred Racing Program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 30th at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog, and why it pays to breed, buy, and race in Ontario. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with hbibet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Great friend of the show, Mark McKelvey, takes a few moments from his incredibly busy schedule as Woodbine's senior manager communications. The countdown is on to the King's Plate, August the 20th. That's not many days away. How are you doing and how is everything going at Woodbine right now? Well, it's going pretty well, pretty busy, as you'd expect. Always good to jump on with you guys and... Um... Yeah, I mean, obviously, as we roll into next week, it's just full steam ahead. But uh, that began a little while ago, right, in the preparation for the 164th King's Plate. Um, there's a lot going on in the week leading up, uh, especially uh, on my side uh, of the game uh, in the uh, media department. You know, we do a lot of work behind the scenes to prepare uh, media guides, bios on all the possible contenders facts and stats and then of course uh managing the uh, the media requests that are going to come in and 
uh, I have to tell you, uh, you know, we've been, I don't want to say overwhelmed because, uh, you know, we're handling it well, but we have been uh, bombarded with media requests for this year's King's Plate. Uh, a lot coming from various mainstream outlets, uh, obviously the industry media who always do a great job covering our sport. They'll be there in full force. But even um, as you'd expect, and you guys know this very well, the King's Plate, it's uh, a lot more than just a horse race. So a lot of different lifestyle magazines and uh, some bloggers, some influencers. So uh, we're going to have a, a pretty big day coming up uh, next Sunday. So talk about next Sunday. If we've got maybe some fans, they're sitting on the fence that they not sure if they want to come up, uh, you know, to, to watch the Kings Plate and that. Uh, what's going to happen? What what can they take take advantage of if they if they go up there next Sunday? Just the whole event, uh, the entire experience, and like I said, it's more than a horse race. Of course, we're going to have. Uh, a great card of racing that gets underway at 12:25 p.m. Uh, the King's Plate is tentatively scheduled for around 5:40 in, in that ballpark, so it's a full day of activities. Now, um, if you're there, of course, you know the, the fashion is something that's going to stand out. I think a lot of the people watching might be just as much fun uh, <laughs> just seeing the various outfits, but as well, um, you know, we're going to have live entertainment uh, in the next couple of days. We'll announce our live musical act, who we'll be putting on about a. 10 to 15 minute set uh, at some point uh, midway through the card. So, you know, people want to keep their eyes open to our social media accounts for that. You know, we've got the, the cocktails going, the, the, the food. I mean, it, it's just kind of what you'd get at any sort of festival experience, just kind of taken up a notch with the, uh, you know, the glitz and glamour that is the King's plate. So uh, it's a lot more than just a horse race. And I think people uh, that are definitely the event seeker types, especially in summertime who are looking for something different or unique to do, if they've never experienced it, uh, you know, I hope they can get out next Sunday. You know, this is the first King's Plate in decades and decades. Will you be doing anything differently because it is the King's Plate this year rather than the Queen's Plate? <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's an interesting question. You know, we, we've thought about that, especially um, as well, you know, as we transition to the King's Plate, how do you honor uh, the Queen, right? So there's some there's some talks and some ideas, you know, some videos being put together where obviously we're going to... Uh, honor Queen Elizabeth II and, and um, you know, kind of have that transition sort of happen symbolically. Uh, you know, nothing out of the ordinary in, in that sense, because, I mean, this race, as I said, has got over 160 years of, of history and tradition. I think that's the one thing is that, you know, the tradition is, is um, front and center, right? We don't ever want to get away from that. That's what makes this event so special. So uh, it's going to be unique. And I just hear a lot of people talking about the idea, especially even, you know, those that are looking to race horses in the event. Um, you know, they want to win the first King's Plate in decades. Uh, I think it's just a bit of a novelty. So uh, I think as the, you know, the royal family and, and all that is kind of front and center as it has been over the last uh few years i think people are just going to want to get out there to sort of take in something as you know the uh, the visits here to canada are, are you know far and few between and while we won't be hosting the king uh, i think for people to be able to connect to uh to the monarchy i think that that's something really unique that special that we're able to offer you just mentioned you won't be hosting the king who will be representing the the king then on on sunday yeah, that's, uh, you know, just being um, finalized. Usually it's the uh, lieutenant governor or, you know, someone along those lines. So uh, we will be announcing that uh, early next week. And, of course, there will be, uh, you know, the arrival and, and everything that goes on with 
that. So that's something you, you don't want to miss uh, partway through the day. So there's no scoop that you can give us for the show today. Is that what you're telling <laughs> no, me, Mark? I, I, give, me, give me a little time here. We're not done yet. You might get a scoop before we're done. Okay. <laughs> well, my spidey senses tell me that the Lieutenant Governor, Elizabeth Dowds, will, will likely say yes, because it's just been announced that she's that there is a new Lieutenant Governor taking over the role in the near future. So this could be one of her last hurrahs, if you will. Yes. Yes, and she's a friend of Woodbine for sure. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. is. She loves horse racing. Well, last week on the show, we talked about the top five horses according to the the rankings that you guys put out. Mm. Uh, Do you think there's going to be any surprises to those top five? Or is there any updates on those top five horses like uh, Kalik and and the two Cassie horses and that? Yeah, nothing really has changed, right, in, since uh, the last couple of weeks. Obviously, when we came out of the Oaks, uh, that kind of gave us a little more of a clearer picture. That said, um, you know, you can focus in, as we said, on that top five that's coming up, but um, it's going to be a deep field. You know, right now, the talk is that we will hit the, the maximum size of 17. Really? So, I mean, that's something that we haven't seen in no. quite some time. So, I think that's... Uh, alone adds a lot of intrigue because uh as anyone knows uh, anything can happen in a horse race and the more horses you add in there the more uh unpredictability you could get there so while the top contenders i don't think are going to vary i mean i think click is probably going to be your morning line choice come wednesday after the uh the post position draw um you know we'll have to wait and see what the total field ends up becoming but i think if we do get that field of 17 uh, you're going to see a pretty deep group. Uh, the Cassie horses stand out, of course. Elysium Field looked great mm-hmm. uh, in the Oaks, so I'm excited to see that, especially if you never know, could we get back-to-back Philly winners? Will there be any surprises, do you think, between now and then? And I'm talking about every aspect of Woodbine right now. So we're talking mm-hmm. the trainers, the jockeys, the horses themselves, of course, the owners, uh, you in, in management. Will there be any surprises that we can kind of go, wow, this is going to happen on King's Plate Day on the 20th? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what stands out right now. I do know that there's some, you know, some things in the works. Uh, obviously, a great day of racing. Uh, you know, nothing beats that out at the track. So, I mean, I, I'm hopeful that Mother Nature will be on our side come next Sunday. You know, that that really kind of makes or breaks it at times. Um, that said, it's it's a rain or shine event, as everyone knows in horse racing. So, the show will go on. Uh, you know, from a business side of things, you know, there's a few things in the works. Um, again, I'm just basically teasing everybody right here, unable to give any uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, thanks, official Mark. announcement. Yeah. But there's a couple. There, there is a couple things. Um, you know, one that could be pretty big to the business that that could be coming out. You know, ahead of the King's Plate. So I do encourage people to to keep their eyes open um, on Wednesday when we do have the uh, King's Plate breakfast and post position draw. That'll be um, you know an event where obviously. It's an opportunity for uh, you know to recognize those that are getting ready to compete in the race, but also you know an opportunity where where media comes out and and for Woodbine to once again you know uh, have an opportunity in front of those uh, you know cameras and microphones and and to try to show our uh, you know our leadership in the industry. So uh, there could be some you know important announcements that come out uh, come Wednesday morning. That's all I can say right now. <laughs> but uh, that will be live streamed on our website woodbine.com as well. It's going to get underway around 10 a.m. But there's no scoops today. That's why. That's what there, there. There are no scoops there's today. No, scoops no I'm going to leave okay. everybody hanging today. But okay. The next All time right. I come on, you can you can uh, ask me if uh, if my teases uh, lived up to the hype. <laughs> In hindsight, yeah. yeah. Since there's no scoops at at, at Woodbine, what about hmm. Woodbine Mohawk Park? We're kind of forgetting about. Uh, you, know, the, you guys are still racing there, right? Because of all the all the hype with the the King's Plate and that. What's coming up at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park? 
Yeah, coming up uh, is pretty much our busiest point of the season here, um, which for me, I'm kind of going, wow, this is going to be a hectic several weeks, but this is, this is the fun time of the year. These are when you have your big events. Uh, uh, coming out of the King's Plate, uh, you know, we really keep things rolling at Woodbine, right? I mean, we got the, the Woodbine Mile coming up uh, in mid-September, uh, you know, the continuation of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown, mix in the, the return of the Canadian International, so a lot there. And at the exact same time, over... Uh, at Mohawk, you know, we get right into the heart of our Grand Circuit season. And uh, on plate weekend on the Saturday night, so at Mohawk, we actually have the eliminations for the William Wellwood Memorial and the Peaceful Way, which are two prominent two-year-old trot stakes. Uh, the Wellwood, uh, that's a very important race because the winner earns a berth into the Mohawk Million. So uh, a lot riding with that one. And, and that kind of kicks off, as I mentioned, our, our Grand Circuit season. I mean, we're going to have all of our big events um we've been in a little bit of a, a lull i guess you could say since the the pepsi north america cup in mid-june uh been great racing going on and a lot of the province's best but now the uh the top horses uh, across north america and the world will be coming in for races like the maple leaf trot and the canadian pacing derby so this is kind of every fan's uh uh, favorite time of the season, I'd have to think. Um, I was down at the Meadowlands uh, for the Hamiltonian last weekend and uh, had a few people come up and stop by and you know ask how things were going at Mohawk. And even a couple fans who, who asked me if, if I'm going to come up in the next month or so, what's the best night to come? And and that's a tough question to answer because I think uh, uh, there's going to be several Saturdays over the next uh, month and a half here at Mohawk that are just going to be can't miss. So uh, I'm really looking forward to what's coming up here soon. And uh, as well, we've got an event happening in towards the end of September where the RCMP uh, musical ride is going to be coming to the track. So oh, fantastic. we're expecting a big crowd for that. So that, that'll be a lot of fun as well. There's lots going on. That's a very uh, family-friendly uh uh, events. If you've never seen it before, uh, it, it's quite a quite a spectacle. We were uh, lucky to host it several years back, and so they're going to be returning uh, to Mohawk on uh, the 19th and the 21st of September on a Tuesday or Thursday. So if you can't make it uh, the one night, uh, hopefully the other night works for everyone. So if you build it, they will come or get them to the track, and they'll always come back. That, those are the expressions that I've lived by. I, I like those. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, you're job as Woodbine Entertainment Senior Manager Communications. Part of your job is to to you know, communicate with the press, the various media outlets, and you're doing a great job. When not, give the, yeah, yeah. not give us scoops. Yeah, not give us scoops. And the King's Plate and so on. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the people who are making headlines within Woodbine right now? So we think about someone like Mark Cassie and his <clears throat> horses. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the kind of product that he's putting out there. And I'm talking about the equine athletes. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, Mark was up for the the Woodbine Oaks, which uh, ended up being a great day for him, obviously, on that afternoon. And uh, you talk about uh, somebody who is media friendly. Uh, I was able to get him up to the press box right after winning the Oaks to to meet with uh, some of the members of the media just to do a quick scrum. Uh, You know, that's the the kind of professionalism that uh, you certainly uh, you appreciate in a role like mine when someone is just so... uh, uh, easy to deal with uh, and willing to give their time for a quick chat and understanding that, uh, you know, as much as maybe it's uh, slowing them down from wherever they have to be next, uh, it's probably good for the game. And obviously, I mean, Mark Cassie's the Hall of Famer, right? So there's a reason that uh, he knows uh, um, how to how to handle all situations in the sport. So that makes it pretty easy on me. And, and that's the one thing coming up with Plate Week. I mean, we, we've got various... Uh, members of the media from locally here, but also those from the States that'll be coming in to cover. So 
Uh, it's one of those things in, in my role that we want to get uh, everybody to, you know, meet their requests, right? So there will be requests to talk with trainers, with owners, with, with executives at Woodbine. So a lot of that is about managing it. And, and the one thing I could say is uh, everyone just uh, seems to be very generous with their time. And I, I really appreciate that. I remember last year taking a whole group on the day before the plate back to see Moira at Kevin Atard's barn. And, you know, he gave everybody so much time to, you know, get pictures of her. And, I mean, you can understand it's a, it's a high-stress situation. Uh, you're building up to the big race. Um, I'm sure maybe the last thing you want to be doing is talking in front of cameras and microphones. But uh, we got so many professionals in our game that just understand it's for the greater good. And yeah. I, I have to say they certainly deserve their recognition. Well, before we let you go, Mark, uh, I'm going to let you give a, a free plug here. Are there still <laughs> tickets available for the uh, – King's Plate next Sunday, and how do people get them? Yes, there are some tickets available, but they've gone uh, very quickly, and, and the sales have been really strong. So if you're um, listening right now and you want to make sure that you have a grandstand seat, I, I encourage everyone to, to go buy those right away because, um, you know, they're going pretty quickly. Uh, you can head to our website, kingsplate.com. Woodbine.com works as well, either or kingsplate.com or woodbine.com. The links will be there to, to redirect you to Ticketmaster to purchase your tickets. Uh, we also do have um, a select number of general admission tickets still available. Uh, that'll get you into the building on the day. And, of course, you can roam around. But if you're, you're looking to have a seat, uh, the grandstand seats, like I said, are, are going pretty quickly. I think we are you know, only have several hundred still remaining. And, and as you guys know, as you get closer to a little to an event, uh, there's going to be that last-minute push. So uh, I encourage everyone to get them now. And hopefully uh, it's going to be a real fun day for the 164th Kings Plate next Sunday. Wow. Mark McKelvey, great job as always. We'll be thinking of you in the days leading up to the Kings Plate on August the 20th. Thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to be with Larry and with me today. Oh, of course. I wish I could have given you guys a few more scoops, but um, I'm sure we'll connect next weekend. Oh, yes. Like I did, oh, I, did I tease yes. everyone? Was it a letdown? We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, I'm racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app, the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Are you feeling lucky today, Larry? I hope so. So you can call me Lucky Larry maybe next week. Okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's start at Saratoga. They have an 11 race card today. And race four looks to be a highly competitive uh, $32,000 claiming event. It's six and a half furlongs on the dirt. Seven horses have been entered, including number four, Gabe, who obviously needed his last start at Saratoga on July 16th, a race that was Gabe's first start since April 29th. Gabe did break out on top and was actually claimed by an underrated trainer. In Gabe's April 29th race, he won easily and took a very competitive and career-best buyer speed rating of a 77, which if, I think if he runs back to that today would make Gabe very competitive against this field. So Saratoga, race four, number four, Gabe. Woodbine has a 10 race card today, and race seven is seven furlongs on the turf, an optional $40,000 claimer, fillies and mares, three and up, a purse of $61,800. A full field of 11 are entered. Number 8, Domar Hanover, was favored in her last race on July 8th, the Georgian Bay Stakes, which was at 5.5 furlongs on the turf. This race was just too short of a distance for this filly. Two starts back, Domar Hanover broke her maiden by 6.5 lengths, a race that was at 7.5 furlongs on the turf. She's back at a better distance today. And since that last race, friend of the show trainer Mark Cassie has worked Domar Allure twice, including a very nice four furlong breeze of 47-2 and two on August the 5th. Another friend of the show, Sophia Veeves, rides Domer Allure again and has been aboard all of this Phillies races in 2023. So Woodbine, race seven, number eight, Domer Allure. Delmar has a 10 race card today and race six is the grade three Sorrento stakes for two-year-old Phillies, six furlongs on the dirt, a purse of $200,000. Eight fillies have been entered, including number eight, Benedetta, who despite being bumped at the start in her first and only race of her career, Benedetta drew off to win by three lengths as the heavy favorite. In this race, Benedetta cruised to the front after the bumping incident and was never threatened. In that race, the second race finisher, second place finisher, was actually four lengths ahead of the third place horse, and the second place finisher has since come back and broke his maiden, so we are talking about a very key race here. Benedetta is well-bred with four of five siblings winners, including the two-year-old stakes winner, Jojo Eyre. Since that maiden breaker, Benedetta has worked three times, including a nice one-minute flat handily work on July 29th. So Delmar race six, number eight, Benedetta. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 12 race card tonight. Race 11 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $18,000. Nine horses have been entered, including number three, 
Matai Lewis N., who almost went wire to wire against the same class on August the 1st. In that race, Matai Lewis N. blasted out of the gate and paced his first quarter in 25 and 3 and only got nipped at the wire by a neck to finish second race time to 149 and 1. There doesn't look to be that much speed signed on in tonight's race, so driver Tyler Borth may be able to conserve Matai Lewis N's speed and get him across the wire in time tonight. This horse looks to have turned the corner recently, with his last two starts being the best of his last five, and I'm looking for another good effort tonight. So Woodby Mohawk Park, race 11, number three, Matai Lewis N. Larry, thank you so much. I look forward to our time together next Saturday. And a quick shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark. Goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released shortly. Email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.